0: This is 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars. In 1889, Sigmund Freud was still relatively new in his field. He's what we'd call a pre-Freudian Freud. He was 33 years old, and he was working as an assistant to another psychiatrist. And he hadn't had any of his big ideas yet.
1: But he was about to.
0: That's producer Ann Hepperman.
1: Freud was mostly practicing hypnosis at the time, it was cutting edge, though still kind of a controversial treatment. So one day, Freud gets a new patient.
2: A very wealthy woman, Fanny Moser.
1: That's Michael Roth, president of Wesleyan University and a Freud historian. Freud's new patient was struggling from all kinds of ailments. Hysteria, sleeplessness, pain, and odd tics.
0: Fanny Moser had lots of doctors. So Fanny Moser would come in and Freud would have her lay down on the couch, just like he did with his other patients. Your
3: eyelids are getting heavy.
1: Freud wasn't the only person using a couch during hypnosis, but he particularly needed it to get people into a more relaxed state.
3: Heavier and heavier. You're breathing deeper and deeper.
2: But he wasn't a very good hypnotist. He was kind of a clumsy hypnotist.
1: so once Moser was on the couch...
2: Freud would be say, you, you know, you're
0: getting sleepy, you're getting sleepy. And she'd be say, no, I'm not. I'm not sleepy at all. So while Fanny is laying there, not getting sleepy, she talked. At first, Freud would interrupt her with his theories, but Fanny just wasn't having it. She wanted to talk. First, let me tell you my stories. And then, you know, bing, the light goes on. Freud has a revelation. If you just let patients talk and don't say anything, they will let down their defenses and the unconscious will be revealed.
2: This is the moment when the pre-Freudian Freud becomes the Freudian Freud.
1: And the Freudian Freud's new techniques and theories for therapy would come to be called psychoanalysis.
0: Most new theories in the world do not get assigned their own piece of furniture, but this one ultimately inexorably did, the couch. If psychoanalysis had a flag, oh, you know, it would have a picture of a couch on it.
1: You can actually go visit Freud's couch. It's in his last home in London. Freud had the couch shipped from Vienna after fleeing the Nazis in 1938.
0: Good call, Sigmund. Freud saw patients on his couch right up to his death a year later. We sent our de facto London correspondent, the illusionist Helen Zaltzman, to check it out.
3: This is Helen Zaltzman reporting couchside from Freud's old study.
1: Freud actually had a couple of couches. But the one we now associate with him was a gift from a patient, a Madame Benvenisti. She told Freud that if she was going to have her head examined, she might as well be comfortable.
0: Apparently, she found the couch Freud had at the time sorely lacking, so she got him a cozier one.
1: It's really a very
3: cozy-looking couch. It's not clinical-looking at all. It looks like a great place to take a nap.
1: Freud's study is full of rugs and books and artifacts from other cultures. It has sort of an Indiana Jones vibe to it, and his couch is in keeping with that. It's a Devon-style sofa. Some people might call it a swooning couch. And it's covered in exotic red Persian carpets and piled with velvet pillows.
3: So you can't actually tell what the couch beneath it is really like, whether it's stained with uh, human experience.
1: What's underneath is a surprisingly plain-jane beige sofa. All clean lines and rectangular forms. It's almost boring. The couch is what's known as a Biedermeier sofa, a very popular style back when Freud got it in 1891. It was like something you'd find in a Viennese lady's bedroom, domestic, a piece of furniture designed for relaxing and dreaming.
0: But the more patients Freud saw on the couch, the more he wrote about those patients.
1: The more the couch became thought of as an essential instrument in Freudian psychoanalysis.
3: Look, the couch was central to the idea of getting to the unconscious.
1: That's Dr. Arnold Richards, a psychoanalyst who practices on New York's Upper East Side.
0: In traditional analysis, Richards says the couch is a tool. A patient lies down on his or her back, looking up at the ceiling. You're
3: staring up. You're staring into yourself. You're looking inside rather than outside.
1: Traditional psychoanalysts believe the couch helps a patient relax and open up and understand their unconscious conflicts and inhibitions, like...
3: Why you can't, you know, finish your paper, why you can't work, what are your symptoms and what are your inhibitions, and you want to understand that. And that's what psychoanalysis and psychoanalytic therapy is about.
1: And some of these therapists believe that even the placement of the couch, like where it is in the room, makes a difference.
3: I know there was one analyst who would put the couch in the middle of the room because he felt that the patient shouldn't be close to a wall, that the wall would make him secure. And he wanted the patient to be insecure. He wanted to promote the regression.
0: The analyst typically sits in a chair out of sight from the patient on the couch. And though some analysts believe this positioning helps the patient feel freer to open up, Freud may have had more selfish reasons. He once remarked, I cannot put up with being stared at by other people for eight hours a day.
1: In any case, when an object plays such a central role to the work that you do, Choosing the right one becomes a big deal. It's like a rite of passage. It's like you've made it.
0: Which means good business for the guys making those couches.
2: We had to have a separate factory just to make the couches, because we we also made sofas and club chairs.
1: Fred Braffman used to run Imperial Leather Furniture Company in Queens, New York. It's a family-owned business that's been selling psychoanalytic couches since the 1940s.
0: His father-in-law, Irving Levy, actually patented a version of a psychoanalytic couch he designed with his business partner.
1: Alicia Braffman says her father was extremely proud of it. Every time anybody walked into the store, he'd saunter up to them and say, You know, he would say, we make Freud's couches, which, of course, they didn't.
0: The couch they sold wasn't Freud's exotic cozy pile of cushions.
1: Their psychoanalytic couches were like the one you're probably thinking of. Low to the ground. Sleek.
0: Braffman sold these psychoanalytic couches all over the country and around the world for decades.
1: And the psychoanalysts buying them had some particular aesthetics.
0: Most of them were
2: being made in leather.
1: But tufting with buttons? A big no-no for nervous patients.
2: They would pick at it because they were edgy nervous and it would present a maintenance problem.
1: Basically, Constructing the perfect psychoanalytic couch is like building a sofa for Goldilocks.
2: It can't be too soft and it can't be too hard. So we used to use a special spring and special cotton and horsehair, hog hair combination to make it, uh,
0: as they said, just right. Fred's business boomed in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s, what some have called the golden age of psychoanalysis. It was very good, it was a very good business. But then, in the late 60s, things changed.
1: People started to experiment with alternative therapies, and the first generation of antidepressants offered faster relief. Traditional psychoanalysis fell out of favor.
0: And you might be able to guess what happened to analytic couch sales. So Now
2: couches aren't being used all that much. They, they sit up in club chairs or lounge chairs, and they talk to the psychoanalyst.
1: And even within psychoanalytic circles, people became less certain that the couch was a good tool. Different schools of thought started cropping up.
3: Whether or not you use the couch, you know, can determine, uh, you know, what you're doing and why you're doing it and what your theory is.
1: You could say that two camps formed in psychoanalysis.
0: Team couch and team no couch. Some would say it's easier
3: to have a conversation, you know, sitting face to face. And some people, some analysts, psychotherapists, insist on not using the couch. They say they prefer sitting up.
1: Richards hasn't really chosen a team. In his office, there's a couch and a chair.
3: I do whatever seems to, what works best for the patient.
0: There may be a team couch and a team no couch, but even Freud wasn't that dogmatic about it. He had patients he treated on the couch and some he didn't, like the famous composer Gustav Mahler, whom Freud treated while strolling around the park.
1: But here's the thing. While Freud wasn't dogmatic about using the couch, and while use of the psychoanalytic couch has declined, you wouldn't know it from popular culture.
0: The analytic couch has become shorthand for therapy, particularly in one place.
4: Hi, I'm Bob Mankoff. I'm cartoon editor of The New York magazine.
1: Bob Mankoff is surprisingly qualified to talk about this.
4: Well, I have a background in experimental psychology.
0: He wasn't a psychoanalyst, exactly.
4: I was an animal behaviorist, so to put little rats and pigeons on couches was extraordinarily difficult.
1: Mankoff says the couch is fantastic as a symbol. It is just what a joke needs.
4: I think the couch immediately establishes the power relationships here. The psychiatrist is in control. You are sort of helpless, childlike. Lying on the couch.
0: Even though real therapists aren't using the couch all that much, cartoonists still need it.
4: When we look at the cartoons now, we do see that they're all on the couch.
0: Of course, it's not just The New Yorker. We've seen the couch all over popular culture. Like, it's hard to imagine Woody Allen without the couch.
3: You've been seeing a psychiatrist for 15 years. You should smoke some of this. You'd be off the couch in
1: no time.
0: And then there's The Sopranos.
1: Tony Soprano spends a lot of time with his therapist, and even though he's always sitting in a chair, when the camera pans out, there is a very typical brown analytic couch in the background.
0: As if the set designer wanted to reassure our subconscious about what he was doing there.
1: And when I asked Mankoff to imagine having to make New Yorker therapy jokes without the couch as a device...
4: Oh, don't make me cry.
1: Oh. (laughs) I've made Bob Mankoff cry. I would just like to. I can't lose the
4: couch. Can't lose the couch. Okay. No, I mean, not while I'm running this thing.
1: Thousands of people have made pilgrimages to see Freud's couch. It's a relic to how Freud revolutionized how we understand the human mind.
2: The couch, especially Freud's couch, it came to symbolize an invitation to open your mind. You know, to let someone see inside.
1: That's Freud scholar Michael Roth again.
2: It's a reminder that we have the ability to reveal ourselves. And that's, it's irresistible, right? I mean, it's like a magic carpet. I mean, I can get on the couch and suddenly I'll say things that reveal who I, what I really love. Because my whole life I've been pretending to love other things. But I get on the couch and suddenly I say,
0: my mother, she ruined my life. <laughs> Not my mother, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you should say that again, make sure on mic <laughs> Not my mother, no.
0: if she hears this story, she'd kill me Michael Roth loves his mother But if he didn't, and he does It might be revealed on the couch Freud has given us the id, the ego, the superego, the Freudian slip A whole number of complexes But beyond creating a vocabulary of the mind He gave us a place to rest, to feel at ease To share our desires, our inhibitions, our dreams A place just to lie down and talk. 99% Invisible was produced this week by Ann Hepperman with Katie Mingle, Sam Greenspan, Avery Truffleman, and me, Roman Mars. We are a project of 91.7 KALW San Francisco and produced out of the offices of ArcSign, an architecture and interiors firm in beautiful downtown Oakland, California. Support for 99% Invisible comes from our Kickstarter backers in Team Couch and Team No Couch and from Parachute. Parachute is an online luxury bedding brand based in Venice Beach and made in Italy. They've created a line of everyday bedding essentials from sheets to duvet inserts to enhance your sleep experience. I just got the Venice set in the color slate and they're great. My sleep is certainly enhanced. Their website is straightforward and easy to use. Simply select the bedding items you're seeking, your preferred fabrics and colors, and then receive them at your front door. It is very easy. Go to parachutehome.com 99 and parachute will give you $25 off on your first order with the code 99PI. That's parachutehome.com 99 and enter 99PI for $25 off at checkout to start sleeping better today. Support is also provided by Casper an online retailer of obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. The Marses have now had our Casper for about two and a half months, and it's one of the best things I've done for my family. Trust me, get one, and your spouse will like you more. They have a risk-free trial and return policy, so try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns, but seriously, you are not going to need it. 99% Invisible listeners can get $50 towards any purchase of the best mattress they will ever own by visiting casper.com slash 99PI and using the promo code 99PI at checkout. And week in, week out, we are supported by tiny letter, email for people with something to say, My boy Carver always has something to say. What do you got to say, Carver?
1: You are being hypnotized. Give me all your Legos.
0: Tinyletter.com. It's free, easy, minimal, and powerful. The simplest way to send an email newsletter from the great people behind MailChimp. Thanks to MailChimp, the Knight Foundation, and people just like you, we created Radiotopia from PRX. If your company would like to advertise with the best independent audio artist doing the best work in the field, email sponsor at radiotopia.fm. And next week, I'm going to announce another addition to the Radiotopia family. Who will it be? Find out next week. You can find the show and like the show on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and Spotify too. But the Freud's couch to our Freud is 99pi.org.